You want to get fired up? You can bring all. You can bring the heat. Yeah. Bring the heat. Can I hear it? Say, bring the heat. Heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the Team Conquer the World podcast. We are Team CTW. My name is Nick Learman. This is my beautiful, energetic, heat-bringing partner, Erica Webster. She's super hot today. Uh, we are proud veterans, hardworking entrepreneurs, and we started this show to, out there to highlight the folks that are doing the hard stuff that are out there trying to conquer their own world, uh, business, politics, science, nonprofits. Uh, we don't care what the industry or the pursuit we are interested in seeing what they do to conquer the world. We're not just here to gas them up. We want to hear about the hard stuff. What do they do when things go sideways, when things, there's failures, there's challenges? How do these world conquerors get after it? So with that, in that hope, we are hoping, lots of hope going on. If How many times can I use the word hope in one sentence? We're hoping <laughs> to inspire and be inspired to conquer our own world. This is what happens when Nick goes rogue and doesn't. Look at the script. <laughs> oh, it's so ugly. It's so ugly. Listen, I, I, dude, I'm a little out of sorts. I'm not yeah. going to lie. There's been a lot going on lately. <laughs> well, I hope that this episode goes better than that. Oh, intro. my Lord. That was a great uh, intro. Oh, thank you. Oh, see, listen, I, everybody needs somebody like you in their huddle who, yeah. who pumps you up even when you don't deserve hype, it. Hype man, if you will. Hype woman. Yes. Hype yeah. person. That's one of our first conversations. I was like, man. This this woman's a hell of a hype woman. Remember, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what. I didn't know what a hype woman person was, hype man. And then I think you sent me like a gif of like some like <laughs> rapper dude with like a hype man. I don't know. <laughs> many many moons ago. That's so. You heard it, heard it here first. Uh, yours truly is responsible for getting Erica Webster up into the twentieth century. Twentieth century. Twenty first. <laughs> What century are we in? <laughs> wow, it's gone. It's going off the rails in like the first three minutes of the show. It's ugly. Anyway, so we apologize for um, our absence last week after being like, "Oh, we're back!" Oh yeah, we're totally we're on it. We're on our game. <laughs> and then our kid got sick. Yep, and that so, uh, yeah, that wrecked shit really fast. Yeah, no daycare all week. It was yes, Did, it yeah. was a week. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Uh, we uh, we're obviously not going to get into. T- <laughs> too much detail, but poor guy was dealing with some intestinal stuff and it made him miserable and unhappy and not sleeping and in a process, I think, uh, wore us all out pretty good. Yeah. But, but then we also had a really interesting weekend, which has made me, I'm still, I think I'm still recovering. It's Tuesday and we're recording, but I'm like, you hear Nick's like raspy telephone voice. Does it still sound different? I guess yes. it does a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is weird because I was at the same game cheering the same amount. Well, what were we doing? What game are you talking about? We were at this Phillies ball game. Phillies ball game. <laughs> That's baseball for those of you uh, who may have heard of it. Where I legit peed my pants <laughs> at the first <laughs> inning. So, yeah. So, we were really lucky. Uh, we were able to get tickets to game four of the National League Championship Series. And if you're not in Philadelphia, um, this is a big sports town for sure. You know, our Philadelphians love their teams. Uh, and the Phillies haven't been in the playoffs in 11 friggin' years. Um, so now that they, not only they made the playoffs, but they're, uh, they're making a bit of a run, um, not a bit of a run. They're making a yeah. serious run now. Um, but yeah, uh, Eric and I got to go to the game on, uh, what night of this week? Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but the two of us going out on a Saturday night. I First of all, we left at my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> left, left to get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was, uh, 
yeah, it, it was a phenomenal experience. Um, but yeah, it was, there's some stories that came out of that one. I mean, yeah. Tell, so tell me more about why, why'd you pee your why pants? So I'm pregnant. I don't know if anybody knew this. Um, and I didn't have much time to strengthen those little pee muscles. <laughs> but anyway, we were, the first inning was, was wild. Um, for those who watched, I think the first inning lasted as long as the rest of the game did. Yeah. Um, and not in a bad way. It no, was like, I mean, it was yeah, really it was, cool, but it was the a whole game time. was phenomenal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we were just, we were jumping up Reese Hoskins hit a home run and we got caught in the moment. My bladder leaked a little. <laughs> I love it. I love that we got and caught in the moment. The moment was actually captured on live TV on national TV. Right. So for those listening, um, when you saw us jumping up and down, I was currently peeing my pants. Oh my God. Is that, so that's a, that's a great never have I ever question. Never have I ever peed myself on, on national, national television. television. <laughs> yep. That's me. So, but it was good. And then, you know, it just, my legs were cold the rest of the game. There's <laughs> no shame. There's no filter over here. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah so, listen, we, we, we talk about peeling back the curtain. Yeah. I think the curtain may need to get replaced a bit. <laughs> we are peeling it all the way back today. Uh, but no, so we did, we wanted to discuss a little bit. One disclaimer, because I don't know why I'm like, so oh, wait, wrapped. We are, listen, we are about to, before Erica does this, I, I can see the look in her eyes. I know where she's going. <laughs> I think we're about to make a major reveal, like a major reveal. And it's mostly because Eric has got massive anxiety, but go ahead. (laughs) This is for those who don't know, like I am a control freak, right? And like, I like to control. Say it ain't so. I know. Um, So while picking names, one, picking a name for our, our son um, has been challenging this time around. I feel like Preston, we like agreed. It was like, yeah, we both loved the name. And then this time we've been kind of going back and forth. So we had this whole list of names, went through it. And then one day we just decided on months ago. Yeah. Two, months. three months ago. Yeah. Before the Phillies were good. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's also discuss this. That's like September Phillies still sucked badly. Yes. Um, so we're talking like July timeframe. We picked the name for our, our son. And if, you know, I already mentioned Reese Hoskins hit his home run is when I peed my pants. We were jumping for joy. Um, And Nick decided to like start kissing the belly of our son named Reese in utero. And I'm like, bro, like he's not (laughs) named after Reese Hoskins. Like we need to like let it be known that we decided on this name first. So I think we are the Phillies good luck charm. Well, that's well. And that ma'am if I may defend myself for a moment, is why I was kissing his belly. Because he, our Reese, Mr. Reese Alexander yeah. Learman, was bringing good luck to our boy Reese Hoskins on the field. Because Reese Hoskins hit two home runs at the in the same game that we were at. After being booed. After being booed. Yeah. So I've, you know, listen, if you want to, I'm not taking- You're welcome. Cre- yeah, Reese I'm not Hoskins. taking credit, but if you want to give, cre- give credit to us and more specifically yeah. to Mr. Reese in utero, so be it. But the reason, let's be crystal clear in case it's not obvious by crystal this point. Crystal clear. Miss um, <laughs> Webster wants to make sure the world knows what the baby's name is because she is deathly afraid that this kid is going to, for the rest of his life, people are going to think he's named after Reese Hoskins. Well, think of, okay, so we talked about 11 years ago. And think of how many kids are named Chase, Ryan, or even, what was it, the world's, I was still in the army. So 2008, was it 2008? 2008 was the World Series, yes. but then they went on like a pretty serious yeah. run where they were very- But in 2008, yeah. everyone's Ryan Howard. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Chase, Chase Utley. Utley. Yeah. So 
all these kids, there's like 11 chases in, in, the, in the classroom now. So now I'm like, fuck, man, there's going to be like 11 Reese's. Like that's such a unique name, and which is why we picked it too, because it's, it's unique and it's a strong name. Um, and so I just, and I'm going to make sure that Reese grows up letting MFers know, like, no, I'm not, unless he wants, <laughs> unless he wants to tell people that. Yeah. Well, here's, and here's my take on it. So one, I don't, it's not like we certainly didn't name him after Reese Hoskins, but it, that is where like, I, that's where I first time I'd seen the name and seen it spelled that way. And I really liked it. And Oh, by the way, it doesn't hurt. Like Reese Hoskins is also a good dude. Yeah. Um, I got to meet him, I guess, four or five years ago. Hadn't been on the club that long. And he and his, uh, I think they were married at the time, but they certainly are married now. He and his partner, um, had spent all that. They do tons of charity giving in the mu- muscular dystrophy field. Uh, and to me, when you have an athlete, especially a young athlete who's spending so much time giving back to the community, I think that's, that to me says a lot about him and his yeah. character. So there's worse people he could be named. Could it be associated yeah, with, right? Yeah. And to me, that's what it is. It's an associated with it's the same thing with Preston, right? There's a Preston and Steve show here in Philadelphia. It's really popular. <laughs> What's it's, with the, us? <laughs> it's the first place I'd heard the name, but he's not named after Preston Elliott, yeah. but Preston Elliott seems like a good dude. You know what I mean? So I don't, I also don't mind the association either. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like there's a, a friend of mine, his kid's name is Nicholas. Like he didn't, he didn't name his kid after me, but he, I mean, are you sure? Well, he, that was literally <laughs> the first time he told me, he's like, uh, I'm going to tell you his name and it's not named after you <laughs> just so you know. Um, so it's one of those things. I think if Reese Hoskins were a douchebag or yeah. Preston Elliott were a douchebag, or if my buddy thought I was a douchebag, then like, then, yeah. then maybe you don't, then maybe you avoid the name, but I think it's mostly like a, Hey, I'm not going to avoid it. I think that's a cool name. Let's go. So when we talk about what do world conquerors do and things go sideways, I mean, obviously this is my world guys. <laughs> <laughs> Control freaks, worst nightmare. Somebody else getting to decide the narrative. But, but it's, it's funny. And, but, but again, like you got to think about people are so effing judgy, right? We didn't release Preston's name to the public until he was born. We, you know, like our family and friends knew what his name was, but the last thing that parents want to hear is like, oh, like that's a weird name, you know, and like people yeah. who aren't local to Philly. So I posted a picture. Um, the nursery's already done because, again, control freak. Um, and above his crib, there's a, a sign that says Reese Alexander. And um, now we're getting the, well, how do you pronounce it? Is it Riss? Oh, who said that? <laughs> people, and she's probably listening to Jolene. Oh, but, my um, Lord. but she's not from here. She's from, she's out in Kansas. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, they're not, I, I couldn't name one player on the Kansas city Royals. You know what I mean? I'm surprised Same. I still remember the baseball team name. Um, well, the, now we have his nickname. I'm going to start calling him Riss. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> Thanks, different. Jolene, for the Austin. rest of our lives, I'm going to curse you when Nick calls him Riss, but there's a, somebody else said something. It was like Riss, Reese. Oh, Rice. <laughs> Rice. <laughs> R-H-Y-S. Um, anyway, so I feel like we've talked a long time about yeah. this, but I just needed it to be known because again, this is, contr- you know, listen, control freak mode satisfied. Um, but I do think, listen, I think we talked about conquering the world. We talk about world conquerors and people that are conquering the world right now are the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, which I don't think you have to be, you don't have to be a huge Phillies fan. You don't even have to be a sports fan to admire and appreciate their story. And then the sort of the story within the story is Reese Hoskins. Yeah. So just for those who don't know, the backdrop is the Phillies have a really high payroll. They're supposed to be a pretty decent team. They hired a really high profile manager last year. They sucked last year. They started out this season. The first 45 games were terrible. The first quarter of the season was just awful. Trash. And they fired their manager mid season, which is usually like 
that's like the death nail. Like, okay, you're just giving up on the season. That's like, it's a wrap. Um, and the person they took to replace him, uh, was Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson has been in the major leagues for 35 years has never, he hasn't ever been the head coach except for one single a team years and years ago. Um, so they put basically a guy with no experience in charge of the team. And then they promptly go on a huge run and just start playing lights out. And that lasts for a while and they're doing really well. And everybody gets all excited again in Philadelphia being in Philadelphia. Like people are over here, like getting, you know, way over the top. Beating up Santa Claus. And now they're cheering Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, I hate that fucking story (laughs) that nobody beat up Santa Claus. Um, That's actually false. Nobody beat him up. Uh No, they threw, threw things at him. (laughs) Okay, I'm and, it, sorry. and it was a drunk Santa Claus and it was super <laughs> cold and people were angry, but whatever. Anyway. Um, so, but then, oh, but, you know, they went on this great tear, but they were sort of streaky. So they'd like win a bunch of games and they'd lose a handful of games that they probably shouldn't have lost. And then they get in September and like, uh, just terrible, like playing terrible baseball. Um, and basically like back to their way into the playoffs because the other team, the Milwaukee Brewers stunk also stunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just worse and bad, worse timing. Um, so yeah, so they got on the playoffs and there's no real expectation. So like it was a big deal. They got in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Um, and then this team that was like terrible at the beginning, terrible at the end, um, and really just stumbled their way into the playoffs has just gone on a phenomenal run and is playing phenomenal, amazing baseball. Um, and just went and beating teams. They beat last year's World Series team champions. Uh, they just beat another team that has a stacked roster. Um, it's really, really impressive and it's cool to see. Um, and I think it's, there's a lot of, I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways I'd love to hear what you take from it, but like, I I think there's a lot of ways that you can interpret that and a lot of lessons that can be learned, um, for anybody out there, conquer, conquer their world. I mean, I think we talk about it too. Like when we talk about businesses going, we have our ups and our downs, like business ebbs and flows. So if we're relating it to this season, um, and relating it to Philadelphia fans or just Philadelphians in general, um, when you're down, no, I feel like no one's championing. Like you have to like almost like rely on yourself. Like there is no one championing you. And so I think maybe that's, um, you know, when the Phillies were down and out and then they fire their manager, they get a new one. It was like their chance to kind of like revive shit. Like, Hey guys, let's pull together. Yeah and like be a team like that's where the team comes in play like you're not an individual and we talk about like your huddle right so different sport but still you see the camaraderie between like Schwarber and you like with Hoskins and like his little bro crush on um like Harper Har- yeah yeah um and it's cute like I sent you the picture yesterday it was like find you somebody that looks at you the way that like <laughs> Hoskins looks at Harper and you just see like that fire and then the more momentum that like builds that motivates you or we talk or inspires you, you know, we've discussed that motivation is kind of bullshit because you can be motivated to win the playoffs. You can be motivated to win the world series and still not perform. But these guys like came together and like, um, I think the big story here is the leadership. So we talk about needing a good leader. So obviously leadership was an issue. So you could have a great baseball team and a shitty person at the top. And that great baseball team is not going to perform just like your employees will not perform for bad leadership. And so when you cut that cancer, as we you know mentioned in the past and you bring somebody in, it can completely, I almost said 360, 180 your business. And I think that's what happened here. And so that 
the story is like, and not so much as like the comeback kids or, or whatever, because we're not, we weren't that bad, but mm, pretty close. I mean, was that 11? It's so like, yeah, we talked about like a decade, right? I was still in the army the last time the Phillies and I'm like so old now. No. Um, so I just think, yeah, it's, it's an inspiring story for anybody to just kind of like, Hey, like all, you just need somebody good at the top. Yeah. And I, it's funny. I, I think that's definitely one of the lessons, right? There's a lot, there's, and there's been a lot of articles written about the players connecting with Rob Thompson way more than they connected with Girardi and Girardi was a bit aloof and, and it's, doesn't mean Girardi's even a bad coach. It just means he was a bad fit for that particular organization, right? Yeah. In this particular time, like George Girardi has won multiple championships. So he's not, you know, he's not a slacker. Um, yeah. We're not so, trying to be ESPN here and like talk about yeah, but stats, I, I, but I tell you what I, I took away from it is what is I think similar in that it's, you're trying to accomplish something. You're not going to accomplish it right away. And you know, you've got to play the long game and you know, baseball, they play 162 games. So like, even though you've been shitty for 40 freaking games, 45 games or more, there's still time. You still keep grinding. And when the th- moment is right, things can go right. Right. And there are, the only thing you can do is control what you can, you know, and that wait for the right moment and the right opportunity to really blow up. And that's what's happened with this team, right? They ground it out and it's not like they want, they went and then they won a hundred games in a row. Like they won and they lost and then they won and they lost, but they kept plugging and they kept working. And, you know, when the moment is right, things will come together. And then, you know, the same thing with like a business, right? An entrepreneur, like you can be grinding, grinding, grinding. And you're like, okay, I'm like seeing okay success or I'm seeing no success or things are shitty, trying different things and nothing really takes. And then next thing you know, the stars align, you know, you bring on the right person or you you find the right resource or you connect with the right market. And then next thing, you know, you fucking explode. And that's exactly what we've seen with this team. Like they had the pieces, right? They were putting in the work. And that's one of the things I really admire about this team is that they're very, they're not self-centered, right? They, they're very team focused and there doesn't seem to be a lot. There's nobody, there's no individual, there's nobody complaining about not getting enough at bats. There's nobody complaining about getting, you know, platooning a position, whatever the case may be. When one player does well, they all hype them up. Um, and, and seeing that and, I, and the timing has just has worked out. Right. And they had that sort of like, you know, you talk about motivation is bullshit. Like there's no question to me that they had not been motivated to play every single day, but they, you know, maintain that accountability. They keep pushing, they stick together and now it's the playoffs and like shit's gone crazy and they're going they're, they're literally going to the world series on friday like that's bonkers if anybody had said that the philadelphia phillies were gonna be in the world series you know six months ago or maybe three months ago even six weeks ago it would have been like yeah <laughs> no way yeah like zero chance myself included I, i'm a big phillies fan but i was like nah, i just want to see them make a run i didn't think they'd never thought they would make the playoffs um and then sort of tied in there is like the reese hoskins story um and I know I'm like talking a gazillion, uh, taking all the air out the room, but Reese Hoskins um, has had some real struggles in the playoffs in that first series, like he wasn't hitting or batting for crap. And then the second series, he made a monster error that likely cost him the game and the whole town. This is, listen, I love Philadelphia, but Philadelphia is super hard on our athletes. Um, and the whole town was down on him. Like, oh, you cost a series. We may need to pull him. And then what does he do the next game? He gets up in this huge moment and crushes a home run. 
um, and seeing, you know, and again, I think that goes to somebody who like doesn't get too low when the things are, you know, when things are going sideways and just kept grinding and the moment happened and like, he looks like a fucking superstar. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I just, I didn't want to, I don't want to like just keep talking sports because that's not yeah. what this podcast is. Um, but yeah, like with Reese Hoskins, I think the, the I guess similarities are when your business is doing poorly. It's so easy to just kind of like quit and want to give up and woe is me and, and blame other outside factors um, instead of just kind of like, again, like keeping your head down, going to practice, maybe lifting a little more, maybe getting, you know, I don't want to say like some psychological help, but sometimes, you know, there's sports psychologists because it becomes a mental mind game. Um, and I always, and I tell my coaches and I tell colleagues too, like, I think that, you know, like therapy and talking about it and getting opinions from other people and getting things off your chest and getting insight builds strength and builds character and, and gives you that ability to kind of like stay in the game and, and not count yourself out. And that's what happened there. So yeah, it is an inspiring story. And I think the whole Phillies team is an inspiring story and like, the, you know, Philadelphia fans again are brutal and that just again, it's like another similarity to like maybe businesses who are your competitors, right? Like people in the industry who are counting you out, who want you to do poorly. Um, yeah. Or, or even just have no expectations, yeah. right? Like somebody starts up a new business or starts to get any, into a new industry or try something new. Chances are the rest, a, a good portion of the world is either not going to care or is going to look and be like, yeah, okay this is going to fall flat. We'll see you in six months. Yeah. We'll see you in a year. Um, yeah. and that's, and I uh, listen, not, and I was one of them. That's, and that's how I felt about this team. You know, you, you're like, okay, I'll watch a couple of baseball games. Cause you know, I enjoy watching the game, but it's, I didn't actually have any expectations that they would be successful. Yeah. And what's cool too, is like seeing other players who, you know, obviously didn't make it to the playoffs, like cheering for the Phillies. Like you see it on Instagram, like, or on like Barcel, like show other players and stuff. And that reminds me again, like, when other gyms in the area or personal trainers are opening up, like I usually send an email, like one, I've mentioned this like many like podcasts ago, like there's money to be made by everybody. I cannot house all of the women in upper Marion, you know, thousands of women there. It's just not going to happen. So why not champion the other little guys who are opening their gyms and trying to do something good? Because I just, I don't know, one karma, too, you know, we're, we're all just trying to make it right. Like we're all just like little people like in this, like see. So again, like in seeing other sports teams, like cheering people on, except for the Yankees, I feel like the Yankees are just like, fuck the Yankees, <laughs> fuck the Houston Astros. Um, but, but I agree like sending positivity yeah, and not, you know, like I think to what you're trying to say is like, it's not a zero sum game, yeah. right? Like I can make money and you can make money. We may even be competitors, but it doesn't mean I'm taking food out of your mouth yeah. or vice versa, right. right? There's plenty of, uh, you know, especially it's none of us are behemoths, right? So there, it's there's plenty of market share yeah. to go around. Um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of value in having like don't don't be hating on the competition, don't be hating on those folks, but like sending that positivity out yeah. there. It's good for them. And it makes you and, look. I mean, it's good for you. Yeah, like, it's good for your for, mental health. Exactly. It's good for your image. Yeah. Like you know, focusing on the, on the, on, on the negative or any of that, like it's, I just don't think it, I don't 
It doesn't move the ball. No. And actively trying to put somebody out of business to me is disgusting. You know, like there's, there's gyms around here who their MO is to say, ew, like you belong to that gym. Like why? And blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like that makes me like, you're disgusting. And I hope you fucking die. <laughs> wow. <Well, that's>, um, <laughs> now. <laughs> aggressive. There may have been some hormones mixed in with that one. So uh, take um, that with a grain of salt. No, for the but asterisk, we don't actually want no, <laughs> we do not. Um, but, and like, and, and I'm going to throw this in there. You know, I got an email yesterday oh. from this like pig of a dude, like, and, and maybe that's his marketing campaign. Somebody was like, oh yeah, you know, you get more business with insults than you do like with compliments. And, and I responded, well, I guess I'm the exception, not the rule because you're not going to freaking insult me and then get my business. I'm not Is gonna, that what he said? Yeah. Um, but th- that just, it blows my mind that like, people think that that's what success looks like. So that would be like, you know, us hating on Reese or hating on the Phillies and like expecting, I don't know, praise back. Like it just, it's, that's ass backwards to me. I don't, it's funny. It's one of the things I, I struggle with, with Philadelphia, the Philadelphia fan base, right? Like I've, I don't think the fan base is brutal. I think it's just extreme, right? I think people get way too hyped about a team, you know, expectations way exceed reality and then they get way too down and when I, so Reese Hoskins, you know, going back to that story. So like he had a bad error, totally redeems himself the next day. They wanted him benched. Right. Just people wanted him off the team. Yeah. It was crazy. And not everybody, I'm not saying this is everybody, but there's a portion a vocal portion of the population. And then the next series, the national championship series, he, had, again, he had a really bad day, he had a really bad game. Um, and then in the game we were at, he hits the first home run when the team needed it more than anything. We were down for nothing. Um, and then he hits another one later, like just absolute lights out. And it's to me, and it's when the, when Philadelphians, when we boo our athletes, like, listen, if the athlete's acting like an asshole or has done something monumentally stupid over and over again, okay, maybe you boo, but like if they're, if they make a, a typical fielding error or they're, you know, they have a few strikeouts or ha- like something that's like pretty standard, what, what are we doing? Like when you talk about that pot, like, you know, and I've seen it happen to the Eagles and the flyers, like I've seen it happen. Like, you're like, what as a fan are you accomplishing? Like, is that making you feel better to boo these athletes? Now, sometimes they deserve it, right? I'm not saying there's never a time where you don't boo your own team, but dude, you're trying, you know, we talked about encouraging, you're not making the team that athlete is not going to try any harder or be any better because you're fucking booing Booing him him. or her, right? (laughs) Like all you're doing is like, feeding a, a terrible stereotype about Philadelphians, like, and making your, like you're exacerbating your own bad feelings or your own unhappiness about how the team's performing. And then making that, Oh, by the way, that person feel even worse, right? right? Which only makes them perform yeah. worse, right? It's just, <laughs> and it's funny. Cause I think Philadelphia has lost some athletes over the time, but like, cause not everybody, some, ath- some human beings are built to be able to handle really harsh criticism, but a lot of folks are not. Right. A lot of folks like you need to be, you need to be careful about that being constructive, you know, especially the, you know, the margins of different talents at the professional level are so slim that that mental edge, I think becomes super important. So when you're not even just professionals, like anybody like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we're like yelling at your kid on the soccer field because they had a bad dude getting like, being negative in public to another human being is almost never the right answer. Yeah. Not if you want that person to, especially perform. when they're seven or eight <laughs> well, years old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I, and it, 
But I think, you know, whether you're seven or you're 27 in the major leagues, like, I don't know, I, I firmly subscribe to the praise in public, criticize in private. Yeah. Even when, not the, and fans don't get, you don't get an opportunity to privately criticize. And like, listen, it's your fucking God-given right to do that. Like, good for you. It's my God-given right to tell you, I think it's fucking wrong yeah. and it's not helpful. Um, so, and, and that's a, a little bit of a divergence, but like when I heard, and people we know, we talked about like, we're being so hard on Hoskins. And listen, dude, maybe he needed to get traded, right? Or maybe maybe that was the would have been a, an appropriate response. Maybe an appropriate response would have been to bench him. But being like harping on the negative so much doesn't help anybody. Um, and then sometimes forgetting all of the positive things that, you know, a, an athlete or Reese Hoskins, whoever has done for you. I think it's, I think it's super easy to get distracted by the negative. Yeah. Um, and I wish no. this town would do less of that. <laughs> Um, no, no, I was just thinking the same thing with employees, you know, employees are going to be late. They're going to have bad days. They're going to yeah. screw up. Right. You just put it on paper. You have a little counseling meeting, like you don't have to fire them, but when it's a repeat offense, right. So like, same thing, like if, if Reese Hoskins fucked up all throughout the championship series and did not perform, then yeah. And same thing. It's performance evaluation. Um, then well, you have take to take the emotion business. out of it, right? Be like, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, you fucked up. I'm, I'm telling you, I noticed you fucked up. Yeah. Let's move past it. And that's a, you'll get way better performance from your coworkers and your employees. If you just positive reinforcement, take the negative out of it, let them know that there is accountability, but there's an entire future that lays ahead for them to, you know, all this potential, all this possibility to do great things. Um, you know, so I, and I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but I suspect for somebody like Hoskins, like that's what happened, right? I think Rob Thompson probably grabs and goes, yeah, dude, it's all good. You had a shitty day. We know it, but I also know you can do better and I know you're going to redeem yourself. And dude went out there and fucking did it, you know? And then like the team has done that. And I think that's to me, I, you know, again, I'm not privy to anything that happens in that locker room, but I suspect that's a lot of those types of conversations. Um, And it's not a lot of histrionics. It's not a lot of, you know, screaming and yelling and telling people how shitty they are because it doesn't work. Um, So, um, Reese, we invite you to be at the delivery of our baby at Bryn Mawr Hospital on January 17th. Yeah. We dedicated a whole podcast to you, so it's only right if you yeah. uh, show up for oh, us. Yeah, oh, or if you just want to hop on the podcast, <laughs> also totally cool, brother. We'll, we'll welcome you. He's definitely not one of the most popular people in the world right now. Listen, he's he's popular in my book. I think the guy's a stud. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, I guess, watch on national television and maybe uh, Team CTW makes another appearance on uh, what what. We're going to the World Series next week. We what, are going night? on Halloween. Halloween, Monday night. Uh, we're going to be at the game. Um, so watch out. We will be there, but we're also, thanks to the Phillies, uh, for the second series in a row, we get to send um, some of our veterans for free seats to the friggin' to World, World Series. Series. Like, yeah. how amazing. What an awesome piece of news from yeah. the Phillies. So, uh, and are the sponsors, uh, Geico and Major yeah. League Baseball. So super, super grateful for that. Um so yeah, so listen, if you've got good stories about your experiences with the Phillies, your takes on what's going on in professional sports, athletes, performance, negativity, dude, send us your stories. Tell us more. Send it to teamctwpod at gmail.com. You can always hit, also hit us up on our social at the handle is teamctwpod. You can find us on IG. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the Twitter. Um, and of course, thanks to our boy Palmer at the Palm Tree Network of podcast for producing all of our shows palmer you're the man if you have your own show by all means reach out um and he's gonna hook you up he's gonna help you out so until next time i'm nick i'm erica we're out